Welcome to the Site Visit Podcast, leadership and perspective from construction, with your host, James Faulkner. Live from BuildX Vancouver 2024. Janine, hello. Hi, James. How are you? Wearing fuchsia. I yeah, like it. It's Valentine's Day. It is. <laughs> Not it's to Valentine's Day. Pink's my favorite color. I so. do. It looks very good on you. Thank you. Um, here we are at Buildex. You and me. Yes. From our last interview that we had. That was. I really enjoyed that, by the way. As did I. Thank you. I think it was uh, such a great experience. I told Craig it was so fun. I really loved every minute. Yeah, I, I definitely thought that um, over... Um, you know, a g- nice glass of French wine. We could really dig into a lot of stuff. And, and I also thought that it wouldn't necessarily always be a podcast conversation. I find you very interesting in general. Oh. So it'd be really cool to even, you know, hang out one time and just chat. So that's kind of cool. That's lovely So I really you appreciate say. the Thank new relationship. You. Thank you, Craig. Craig is uh, over there in silence, Thank but you. he's listening. And I just... Dashing you, man. I just start, Craig isn't the best. I said, aren't you coming with me? Uh, anyway, He's your muscle. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just started listening. I haven't finished it yet. Your uh, podcast last week with Jesse Unke and yeah. Colin. Colin Cox. Colin Cox. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had not heard of him, but now, of course, I uh, was looking him up. And yeah, you should bring him, him in yeah. and talk about leadership stuff. Um, he's, I wondered, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a really a great strategic thinker and sort of just thinks on a different on a d- different level, yes. which is kind of cool. Um, so what do you think of Buildex? Uh, I'm very impressed. It's very interesting. So busy. So many familiar faces, but also so much new. We ha- I haven't even made it halfway around yet. Yeah, it's so. pretty big. I mean, I c- it's, it's, it's like one of those things where those you can't see the end. It's like the infinity lights. Indeed. Like <laughs> I can't Indeed. see where it, it's kind of like Star Wars in here. Um, yeah. So uh, v- how's things going at VRCA right now? Like, are you guys excited? Got lots of initiatives you're doing? We are... It, Things are going great at VRCA, and in fact, last night we had our annual general meeting and voted yep. in our four new board members. Oh, cool! Okay, which is great. Uh, so, who you got on the? Who you got now? So, we have added a few people to the board. So, Craig Enns from uh, Ellis Dawn has okay. joined. Okay. Ronan Dean from North American Construction. Sam Bresden from Fort Modular. Yep. Who also helps us with our reconciliation action plan, yep. and then uh, Nikki Keith from Wilson Beck. Okay, cool. So the VRCA board is somewhat balanced between uh, general contractors, trade contractors, professional services, and manufacturers and suppliers. So our board is reflects roughly the makeup of that those four areas. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got those all those perspectives covered. So you can actually. Uh, I'm going to look at my notes here because yeah, the one okay. thing that I wanted to um, look how nice my uh, notes are. Wow, Isn't that nice? Jeez, that I tell is you. nice. Formatted typeface and everything. Okay. Um, I wanted to chat with you about leadership and how one thing that you, you and I have had a, a number of interactions over the you know past couple of months and uh, what I noticed was you have a an amazing sense of integrity and knowing instinctually how to do the right thing. Where does that come from? Well, first of all, thank you so much. What a compliment. That may be the best compliment I have ever received. So thank you very much for that. Um, and I, I think it's built over time and, and different leaders and, and certainly my family, my parents, you know, you emulate actions that you 
that you love, that you feel are authentic and pure, and uh, you adopt them as your own. And maybe not everybody sees them the same way. But uh, so I have worked for some pretty fantastic people, um, great sponsors in my career, and I have I think I've tried to adopt some of their approaches. Also, with age comes some grace and the ability to look at a situation and not everything is black and white and some things are quite gray and uh, you know elevating a reaction in times of stress is not a great idea and things like things I have adopted over time for sure I mean I would think it takes courage in or in order to um, conduct oneself that way because it, it does have a vulnerability to it yeah because you got to kind of put yourself out there with what you're trying to like I always find that you know in order to do the right thing um, in business sometimes you feel like you're putting yourself out in the wind sometimes and you could be blown over and but you have to have that faith in yourself that you're doing the right thing do you do you, you know, with your teams and, and, and the career that you've had in the past I mean has this been something that has been a theme for you over the years so I've always felt quite passionate about certain things and willing to go out on a limb for those things. Uh, but some things that resonate with me is, you know, most recently when I was at Carlson Construction, we had a leader there, Chris Primet, who used to say to me, I know you're going to make the best decision you can today with the best information that you have at this moment in time. And that is not to say that tomorrow that is not going to be the right decision. That is still going to be the right decision. And I think having someone put their confidence in your ability to make decisions and to build you up to the point where you feel capable of making a good decision gives you the confidence to go out on the things that you know and think are right. So... Well, something along the way has uh, enabled you to be like that, yeah. and it's kind of kind of interesting. There, there must do, can you think back of a time, maybe, you know, in your twenties or in your thirties when you were not sure what the right thing was to do, and then you did that and it paid off. Was there some kind of a situation where you're mm. like, ah, oh, this is how I learned this? So it's probably more I learned it through making a lot of the wrong decisions. Okay. <laughs> As they say, failure is how we uh, figure out the future. Um, but another thing that I would say is I think, again, with uh, as you progress in your career and as you are given you know, the confidence and you are built up, that comes with that, like there is some, um, what am I trying to say? So, so some privilege that comes okay. with yeah. being in a position where um, where one, what, what you say people listen to, there's, there's a lot less uh, maybe people walking away or, yeah, or not sure, yeah. going to, oh yeah, don't adopt what she says. So, so there's that. But there's also the privilege that goes with like, when I was younger, uh, I needed to pay the rent, I needed to do these things. And so I probably was a little bit more cautious in the things that I did and said, whereas now, you know, one, I'm smarter, so I am more firmer in my beliefs, but also I'm probably not going to uh, lose everything because I, I make a wrong move. Oh, I right? see. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. I think there's some, there's some privilege. In, there's less in, at stake. There's so less you... at stake. Maybe, maybe less at stake because I'm less worried about losing it. I see. So, and you're able, like, there's some authenticity there, right? You can be much more authentic when you're not worried about what everybody is going to think or say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did you, um, what are, you know, often, do you have some sort of personal values that are things that you sort of abide by? Like things that are, 
you kind of say to yourself um, when you come into any sort of a conflict or you think of, no, Janine, remember, you do this, you do this, you do this, and this is how we do things in, in the, in the Janine, Janine, I'm going to <laughs> Is that a word? Janinosphere. It, sh- it certainly should be. Come on be. into the Janinosphere, everybody. You know, I think that I don't have a mantra so much that I follow in that area, um, but I do try to, uh, I think that the things that have made me the person I am today is is people that have shown confidence and interest in what I was doing and built me up in a way that I felt more comfortable being who I am. Um, I think that's the other thing when I look at even our, our team at the VRCA, uh, being able to invest in this group, to let them spread their wings doing the things that they love and building up their confidence to be successful just makes me feel even better and more confident to keep doing the same thing, right? So I think, you know, you, you, you follow some values and certainly I learned values from my parents and, uh, you know, things that, as I always tell my son, if you never lie, you never have to remember what you said. You know, these little <laughs> mantras that we that is a good maybe one. think, you know, like these are pretty simple, right? And also, you know, always, and I haven't always been this, this, this way, but being kind, like, you don't, you don't have to, to get your point across when something isn't going right or whatever, like kindness is so important and it will, uh, it cushions any uh, outcomes when you are kind, when you take the time to be kind, because you can say the same thing a lot of different ways, but if you can be kind, it will come across so much better. And that's one of the things I think about a lot. So when, when we look at, um, you know, we've talked about labor shortage, we talked about it on our last podcast, yeah. and, and we think about the different generations coming into construction and the leadership that I think, that, you know, you are via osmosis putting through with VRCA. Um, do you think it's, it's when you said kindness, I, I instantly went to thinking of there is a triteness of the younger generation of, of, of judging each other for lots of weird things. Yeah. I mean, it's an instant judgment based on how many followers do you have, you know, what a, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And so coming in with kindness is almost like a, it's an art now, isn't it? Like, and, and, and I, I can imagine that, that companies are having trouble making people actually care enough about everything rather than it just being so transactional. I don't disagree at all, and I think when you look at the value systems of people coming into business now, and and not value system in a way that they don't have values, in a way that they value different things, and I think we even touched on this in our last conversation, whereas they maybe value more of their time out of work than they valued the time in work, and so the investment and what that looks like is going to change the face of business. And, uh, you know, the more information, when I look at construction being so entrepreneurial that, you know, 90% of construction construction companies are 20 people or less, that's an entrepreneurial uh, environment. environment. And so these are not, uh, these, these, you're either going to be an entrepreneur or maybe you're going to be, you know, get a really good work-life balance. Yeah. Yeah. The work-life balance, that's an interesting one. And and you Craig's know, like, uh, uh-uh, yeah. not this conversation. Yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> let Craig have any balance. No, no, no balance. No, it's work no. only, Craig. No, no, there's no balance. Seesaw on the work side. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, okay, it's a great Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the seesaw, social life up in the air. You don't have any. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, so how do you, with VRCA and just knowing you this, this, you know, little, little time that we sort of spent in the genianosphere, um, do you, do you find that uh, you hear a lot of how do I deal with people problems from members? Like, how do I, you know, is there is there a leadership gap? Do you think that there is a, is there a skill set that's kind of missing? You know, well, that's that's interesting. I don't I, uh, certainly not a lot of people calling me directly to ask about that. For, fair enough. Yeah. But I would say that, for instance, we are planning for a construction leadership forum that's coming up in yes. May. And when I go to the board and other people for feedback on what topics they think are hot for this year and what we should talk about, absolutely like leadership development. Uh, succession planning, working with staff. Um, one of the things that I've, co well, I shouldn't say I coined it because I'm sure I didn't, but you know, th this retention of this certain uh, two to 10 year people is so important and yeah. skills, whatever that skill is. And, and of course we keep reading the stuff that says it's, it's succession planning, it's career planning, it's this, that, and this is an evolving topic because of course it was something else 10 years ago. You know, now somebody walks into the company and they want to know, give you an actual charted path of how they're going to run the company someday. Oh, it's, it's terrifying for, how, for some people. However, if you look at that and you look at all the companies that are out there, how many of them are going to look even remotely like they look today, exactly. next year, two years or whatever whatever. So charting that path has to be way more um, fluid. And I, I'm not sure if you don't have the kindness, confidence building and investment in your people, that fluidity will go nowhere. Like people won't stay, of course. That's true because it yeah. will it will inherently just be more transactional. Well, and you won't be able to have the kind of dialogue you need to have where you say, hey, you know, they know you're looking out for them. Hey, something's changed. It's not going to look like we talked about. I'm still your sponsor. I'm still, you know, I'm still working towards this, you know, in, in uh, terms relevant to that business. But. You know, from dealing with a number of people that have um, put their succession plans together over the years, you know, uh, clients of SiteMax, also other relationships I have in the construction industry. Um, one thing that I think would be very beneficial to have perhaps as a resource would be a... Um, a corporate finance lawyer to be able to talk about different option plans for being able to have succession work in examples. Um, because some don't realize how um, creative you can get. Yes. And, you know, there's, you know, different strike prices people can have based on different performances, um, options, etc. And then once that is there, it's, you basically need to have the, um, uh, the, the leadership be able to m demystify a little bit because the problem is you, you you hit it on the head earlier is, is that market dynamics and the future no one can predict the future so everyone's kind of terrified the younger generation is like I don't know if I want to sign up for this forever because I don't know where this is going to go and they're like I don't want you to kill my baby so it's like well you know you I, so I'm from the US and let's say 20 years ago in the U.S., there was a huge trend, and it may still be a trend, but uh, you know, the bigger firms were buying some of the smaller engineering firms. And part of the reason driving this was the engineering firms couldn't succession plan. They had no one to hand this off to. And the mantra from the owners that we were getting, because I worked for a company that was purchasing some of these, was that there was 
people were no longer willing to risk their entire livelihoods to buy into ownership in a company. Yeah. They were not willing to cash in their 401k or get a second mortgage on the house or things like that. They're, they even then had that attitude that people weren't interested in doing that. But it's interesting when you say if you had somebody who actually explained what it took to do something like that, because it's not black and white. It's actually, you know, some of these buyout plans and the uh, retention and all of that it can be crafted in a way that people can have access, I think. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's like for in the tech world in terms of corporate finance, I know we're sort of dovetailing a little bit out um, and fitting in from you know our leadership conversation. But um, what I find kind of interesting is, is that when there's always an impending possible acquisition of a company or a company going public, you know, the word options kind of seems to make more sense mm -hmm. because there's always this liquidity event. Whereas if you have somebody who started a general contracting firm, it's a service business, you know, you wonder, you know, does the brand of the business live with that legacy of that right. person that started it? That's a it? real risk. Um, and so there's always the, well, are you going to buy into my company kind of thing? Whereas, you know, in the realm of tech or in, in you know, other, uh, other corporate finance, it's like you just get options and then one day they're worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that doesn't really <laughs> Which happen. Which is not terrible either. No, but, but it, that, yeah. I just don't think that that really happens. So you basically have these two different things that are competing. Yeah. People hear about, well, especially in the youth, it's like, uh, you know, and the people in their 20s and their 30s are like, well, my friend works at Google. They got a bunch of options. It's like, well, how's that work? And right. then it's like, you know, you got somebody who's a project coordinator. And like, okay, well, I don't have any options. All I got was like, if I stay here 10 years, I get to buy into this company. It's like, what? It's, there's, there's this speed and this feeling like there's a miss out on something. So I think the corporate finance thing, there's a lot of creativity that can be done to actually create yeah. excitement. And I think this goes to you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. and you and sometimes you don't even know the question to ask to make something like that a reality i saw this somewhat related to what we're saying i my friend uh sent me this chart the other day about if you had maybe you saw this if you had invested in the s p oh yeah for the I saw that like four percent yeah yeah and i was like no wonder when I look at my retirement, I'm like, did I save all that or did I actually make some money? <laughs> How did that even happen? Yeah. Anyway, like, like I think it's, it is not the kind of growth that I was expecting. And had someone educated me 30 years ago, I might have chosen to put that money somewhere else. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I'm not going to say like, uh, certainly it's okay, but I thought it would be more. So let's just talk about. Um, uh People with their, let's go back to values again and leadership yes. and how, um, something about showing up. You know, do you think people are showing up like they used to, I don't know, you can say when we were. <laughs> when we were younger? Uh, when we were, I think Killers has a song called When We Were Young. <laughs> One of my favorite songs, actually. But do you think there's a showing up part that people come and show up for things and are really realize consequences, et cetera, like in construction in general? So there's certainly people who don't, no question. I think lots of times in those scenarios, you have to look at the investment you made in them as a person and in their career. Uh, I always think like, I would love to be 100% invested in almost every person I meet, but there's just not enough time to balance Correct, that yeah. all. And so, and then when you look at a larger company, how do you scale that up? And you know, I've got 10 people under me that I'm trying to teach to be this way. And then they have 10, each have 10 people under them. and that's going to break down somewhere. Not everybody has the skill to do all of that. And so I think uh, 
for lots of people, if you invest properly, you read the room, and you uh, create a career path for them, you can get them to show up. But it won't be passive. You can't passively get that anymore. No, you can't. Right? Like, it doesn't come so, default. Yes. You kind of have to ingrain it yes. in, your, in your company's culture. Yeah. But it's interesting you say that because, you know, you said it's you get a lot of the, your... Um, you know, values and beliefs from how you were raised. So there you have it in a way, right? Because when you think about how does, how do you have a company a certain way? Well, they've all, all the people there have all been raised in different ways. And you try and suddenly yeah. have this company that's like, well, now I'm going to be your parent or right. parents again. And I'm going to try and, you know, indoctrinate you and I don't mean that in a negative way but indoctrinate you in a new way of thinking a corporate mantra or whatever that is in order to conduct yourself at that company for the company's best interest so what would you say is is that a how would you say that people can navigate that diverse sort of onboarding of different ideas like people coming in like it's kind of complicated it is complicated, and you're right. Everybody's been raised a bit differently, and so they're going to approach things differently, not to mention every company is different and every leader is different. So what you're going to get out of that will be different. Um, we are planning for our Women in Construction LEAP conference on March 8th, and we were meeting with uh, the CEO of Cape Group yesterday to yeah. talk about she's doing our fireside chat. And one of the things we were talking about is, you know, authenticity is in right now, right? Like, this is in fashion. But uh, I think we owe it to our workforce to give them some guidelines around what authenticity looks like. It That's doesn't, good, yeah. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, for lack of a I always think of, like, it doesn't mean that you show up like you're in Home Depot on a Saturday morning. It doesn't mean that you speak to me like, you know Home what I mean? Like, I just like That's a weird, I remember there was that's this funny. weird comparison Sorry. of, like, what you would wear to work versus what you wear to Home Depot is kind of the gotcha, way yeah, that yeah, goes. I gotcha, yeah. But, like, so we want to be authentic. We want to be true to our beliefs because it makes our, our lived experience better and it makes, you know, we get one life to live and I don't want to spend it pretending I'm someone else. But I also don't need everyone to know every single bit of my flaws. And I don't, authentically, I slept in today, so I'm not coming in until 10. Like, these things yeah, yeah. are, you know, so we have to put some guidance around what that authenticity looks like. And also, on the flip side, and I think you see this a lot more now, is that people coming into the workforce are looking harder at whether they are an authentic fit for the environment that they join. Oh, so okay. you have, you know, those two things have to come together. Yeah, that's but I also believe that, if you never tell anyone what they're doing wrong, they're gonna keep doing it. And we owe it to the people we work with to give them feedback on things that are happening. And they don't, as someone told me once, feedback is a gift. The only response is thank you. And then you walk away and you can decide whether you implement that feedback. And so, you know, you think with staff, I'll give you feedback. You don't have to love it. If you don't adopt it, then eventually we maybe we're gonna go separate ways. But at least you've not, I've not sat there going, she should know, he should know, they should know. And then, you know, we go separate ways without talking about it, right? Jeez, so. I, you need to do a cadence <laughs> workshop to school everybody about that. Like, the tone is like, yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. I like that. You, you have a talent of being able to do that. 
<laughs> yeah, she, they're doing a little workshop for people. Like, okay, this is how you this is how you give people bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you, you, you will love this, and I wish I had some of my former staff sitting here because I read an article the other day that was made me giggle, and I wanted to send it to them because they used to accuse me of being the queen of the compliment sandwich. I would oh, yeah. say, oh, wow, you did a great job at that. Could have done better with this, but you did a great job at that. Oh, yeah. Like, and then I read an article the other day that compliment said the sandwich. compliment sandwich is out. <laughs> it's not a way to give feedback. And that, I, I don't know that I do it anymore. Do I, Craig? Well, nah, maybe a little bit. It's probably like a negotiating <laughs> yes. technique. It's like, yes. I think, Craig, you know, we, we said this like two parts sugar, one part vinegar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, well. This is a, these are short interviews today, oh, so they're, but it. I just wanted you to come by and, and uh, see both of you. And Well, we really appreciate the invitation, and hopefully you guys are going to join us at 3.30 for cocktails in the VRCA Connector Lounge. Cocktails. I like that word. Yes. That's good. That's my favorite word. <laughs> Free. Free. Okay. All right. Janine, thank you very much for coming by. That was really, really good. I think we got some good nuggets there. James, thanks for the love. invitation. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, that does it for another episode of The Site Visit. Thank you for listening. Be sure to stay connected with us by following our social accounts on Instagram and YouTube. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter at sitemaxsystems.com slash the site visit, where you'll get industry insights, pro tips, and everything you need to know about the site visit podcast and Sitemax, the job site and construction management tool of choice for thousands of contractors in North America and beyond. Sitemax is also the engine that powers this podcast. All right, let's get back to building.